0: And I was given a death sentence at the age of 16. I became a slave to food and to fear. 799 pounds. 799 pounds. But here I am today. 600 pounds lighter and I'm here to share my story with you to help you improve to help you find your way and to help you become a more motivated person I'll be your inspiration here we go let's do this he's been on the today show the doctors in the National Enquirer and in newspapers and magazines all over the country welcome to the 600 pounds down podcast here's your host Coach Justin. Okay, here we are with another edition of 600 Pounds Down. And man, this is a good one because it's very timely, I feel. We have a lot to say on the subject of the holiday season. Many people are talking about that right now. So what does it look like for us? What happens during the holiday season? If you're like me, in the past, I was the guy that went around and Ate whatever I wanted. I consumed a bunch of food that wasn't healthy for me I ate a bunch I found a bunch of excuses to eat bags of candy and tons of sugary goodness and extra helpings at my meals. I was that guy it's what I did it's what I love to do and today is a different day though I'm no longer that person. So some of you listening today you might be that person who stuck in that rut of the binge eating during a holiday season or Just binge eating in general, eating way too much. So my definition of binge eating is eating way beyond the point of full. You're no longer hungry. You just don't want to eat anymore. But your flesh or your cravings, they speak louder than your stomach. And what happens is you give in and you eat more than you're supposed to. So we're talking about this today. What does this look like? Why do we struggle with this? And how can I overcome this? Just to give you a heads up on my past and who I am i was a person who was addicted to food i had a huge food addiction problem and i'll be the first guy to tell you it was out of control i remember when i uh would consume things and i i'm kind of going back in some notes here so i was trying to remember the foods that i was consuming in as i was gaining weight and be, being a bigger person and and struggling with food addiction at that point and binging. Um, I have some things here. I remember as I was thinking about this, looking at uh, McDonald's. So McDonald's is one thing. I would have myself a Big Mac and I would have a large fry with that and, and a large milkshake. Of course, they were all supersized as much as you could. And on But aside, I would have my uh, extra hamburger or extra cheeseburger. Not that I was hungry for it, but I just wanted it. Then I would go later on within an hour later and have a bowl or two of cereal, followed by four or five cookies, followed by some potato chips, followed by some ice cream. Just kept eating and eating and eating. I remember those days, they were they were pretty common. Whenever my parents had McDonald's or a treat, they bought treats, like treat meals like that, I would totally take advantage of those things and I would eat them all as much as I could. No matter if I was hungry or full, no matter what, it was on my heart to eat those things because I enjoyed them very, very much. Um, Subway sandwiches. I remember the footlong sandwiches that I had. I would order two footlongs and eat them in one sitting. My parents would order a footlong, sometimes two feet, and would put the rest in the refrigerator to have later. But I'd be the guy that would go in as they were looking to sneak those foods, to sneak those treats or or those subs so I could have that. And they didn't get any of the leftover sandwiches. And that was after my dinner. That was after my two-foot sub. You pair that with potato chips and soda and I just would enjoy that. That's how crazy this was. That's how much I was addicted to food. I remember going to my friend's house and his mom would make some food for us for lunch. And I wanted an extra box of macaroni and cheese to myself. And she would make a whole plate for me of macaroni and cheese, a whole box by myself on top of the additional things that she gave us during that meal as well. So I remember even thinking back about my... Uh, about my past and how much I ate. I mean, I even had moments where I had a bag of apples next to me. And I remember uh, I was sitting down playing video games with my friends, and I reached for an apple, had one, reached for another one, reached for another one, reached for another I believe, thinking back, that was like seven apples. And it's like, who needs that many apples? Let's be honest. I wasn't hungry. It just tasted good, and I was addicted to food. I binged. I ate until I couldn't eat anymore, which is almost impossible. I could eat a lot. Um, man, there was so many, so many times. Um, mean, I even remember the times where I would go to the store and I would scavenge as a child, scavenge for opened chocolate chip packages in the uh, baking area in the store. I would go and I would look for some some tasty, let alone standalone chocolate chips, and I would scoop them up and I would eat them off the shelf. Because they were out of the bag. This was as a kid. I was always looking for something to eat. I had a problem. If you can't tell already, I had a problem. Uh, I remember also a point where my mom and my dad were both on a particular diet that they were following, and I remember they had the bars in the uh, closet. They were hiding their their meal replacement bars. Well, I went and I got into those meal replacement bars, and I had them as a snack. They were meal bars, like 290 calories a piece or whatever. I would eat two or three because they were tasty. They taste like cookie dough. They tasted like chocolate fudge. And I would eat a couple of those. I would eat a couple in a sitting right after lunch, right after dinner. I didn't care. I just wanted food. So maybe you can relate to those stories. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you're looking and for food, you're sneaking food, or you don't want anybody to know you're eating particular foods. Maybe you're eating more than you're supposed to. This podcast is for you. I'm here to give you some answers here to tell you that I can relate to you. I'm here to tell you that I found the hope. So good news is we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about what that hope looks like. So what's the result of binging though? Let's think about this. Binge eating. What's the result of that? What happens when you allow yourself to eat particular foods in an insane amount? So you're going, I'm not talking about just sneaking food periodically. I'm not talking about just having an extra helping periodically. I'm talking about if you make this a lifestyle where you go after these foods and all you have and and you invest all this energy into it, Like, what happens to you when you become a person who's a binge eater or a food addict? Some bad things. Now, these aren't good things that happen from uh, binge eating. So one is addiction. You notice that addiction is a is a problem. We notice that. And it starts out not necessarily an addiction. It starts out a craving, which meets your emotional uh, demand. So you, you have a craving. Sounds good. Tastes good. Why not? So you go and eat it. But that opens up a whole new door if you're not careful. Now, we all have done that periodically. Get a craving. Let's go eat something craving, let's go out to the store and buy something. I don't care if it's midnight. Okay, but you can't make that a lifestyle because that becomes a lifestyle full of addiction because what happens is you lack self-control. So an addiction forms, which is not what you want when, man, you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle or you want to live a long time or you want to not be a slave to something called food. Hmm. an addiction some of us might be in denial about that maybe we're sitting here like i don't have an addiction i don't have an issue I'm, I'm good i don't i don't have any problem i just struggle once in a while it's not an addiction part of denial part of addiction is you deny that you even have an addiction so if you do the math on it how often are you doing this is it a consistent thing is it every day is it every is it multiple times a day are you sneaking it do you feel guilty about doing this? Are you truly hungry? Are you stuffing yourself? Those are questions you'll have to answer to make this something that's real to you. So addiction is a result of binging, and that's going down a road you do not want to go down. Remember, it made me get to a weight of 799 pounds at 16 years old. That, that is the result of addiction. What else happens? Well, you get sluggish. And you start getting depressed. You start getting anxiety. I mean, those are, those are all mental res- results, mental consequences from this addiction issue or from binge eating uh, in general. Weight gain is another one. So not only do you have anxiety, depression, weight gain. I mean, this can get bad if you think about it. That's a result of it. I mean, not about you guys, but when I was really eating everything I could, when I didn't watch what I was eating, when I was binging my life away, I felt sluggish on a constant basis. Now, as a kid, I had more energy than I do today, but I had some issues with, with feeling sluggish. I remember feeling tired, not having the energy to keep up with my friends. Now, I was bigger. I couldn't always keep up with my friends, but I remember just feeling tired, feeling exhausted, not necessarily from physical demands, but from from eating something like that. So what would happen, thinking back, I'll go to more of it. I gotta have more of it, I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling depressed, can't believe I ate all that. Can't believe I did all that, why would I eat all that? I'm a fatso, I'm a lardo. I mean, those thoughts would come to my head. And I started getting down on myself, like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Start feeling down, because your friends aren't doing this. They can stop at two or three pieces of pizza. I couldn't stop at two or three. Give me eight, give me a box, give me 20. I'll just keep eating it. So you kind of get down on yourself and anxiety. Are they going to find out? What if I eat like a pig in front of them? What if, what if, what if, what if, have you been there? Maybe you're at a point now where you know you have an issue and you're like, "Uh, I'm not going to eat in front of my friends because I don't want them to think I have an issue. So we try to hide it like it's not a big deal. But secretly we know we have a problem. We're overeating way too much, and it's causing us negative consequences. We don't want this. We don't want this. So that's a result of binging. This is a hard life so far. Do you, do you? Are you getting this? I'm not trying to be a a person who's all negative right now, but think about this, man. We are we are struggling here. This is a problem that we're painting. I want you to feel this. I want you to be. I want this to be something you're actually thinking about. Like, this is something I struggle with. I can relate. I can see I might have an issue. So that's why we're painting this picture to help you uh, understand that in the process, okay? Another part, a result of binging would be uncontrolled habits. These are things that develop over time. You start doing it a couple times. You're going to want to do it again and again and again and again. And eventually becomes a second nature thing that you just do. I remember so many times, man, I would go to my mom's fridge, my dad's fridge, and I would Man, I would just open it up, see what would pop out of me. Is there anything in here? Now we all have done that as a kid, I'm sure, but and we all still probably do that periodically. But I remember my mom telling me, "You've been in that fridge like a lot today. Do, is it? Do you think something else is gonna pop out at you? <laughs> no. Oh, actually, yes. I was hoping for some ice cream or cake or brownies or something in there that was tasty and calling my name. So yeah, I had a problem, and I didn't even notice I was doing it. I didn't. I didn't recognize how frequently I was actually going to the refrigerator and opening it up just to see what would be in there. And it was literally like a couple minutes later. It wasn't after I've done it the first time. A couple minutes later, I would come back and look again. It was always on my mind. Like it was something I just always had on my mind to go see what's in the fridge, what's in the cupboard, what can I eat, what can I eat? And I wasn't even hungry. Who can relate? Who can relate? Honestly, if you think about that, there could be there could be an issue. Now... Uh, premature disease is another, that could be another uh, consequence of, a premature death, another consequence of binge eating and eating too much. I mean, when you feed your body junk food and you feed it too much, weight gain, that happens. What else? We got weight gain. We have potential diabetes, potential results of blood pressure, potential cholesterol issues, blood fat issues, or blood lipids issues. All those things can happen, even increasing risk of certain cancers. This is going to and this is getting this is becoming something that's getting out of hand. Now, we don't see those things coming at all. We think it's harmless. We think, oh, what's the big deal? It's just food. It's just something that we all eat. We need food. But friends, let me tell you, it takes you down a road you do not want to be down. So, if you find yourself living this way i want to give you some hope i'm not here to be like oh man this is terrible you're in a bad place you might be in a bad place we'll recognize that you might be in a a bad place right now you're struggling but let's and let's recognize it but the good news is there's hope that's the beautiful part there's hope there's a way out there's a light at the end of the tunnel So let's look at that. What is that light? What's it look like? There is a solution. And I want you to know, I found that solution. Here's what worked for me. That's what I share with you today, what worked for me and how you can overcome binge eating, especially during the holiday season, especially, well, really anytime, but especially it's more common during this time of year because the treats are everywhere. And those are the beginning of habits that tend to be long-term habits and not just short-term habits. I mean, especially I have a friend who started, started eating a food out of nowhere, and now they're having a hard time putting that food away or putting that food down, having a hard time not purchasing that food, and it really isn't okay for them. I mean, they, they shouldn't be doing that right now because they have an addictive personality uh, with particular things right now. Probably not a good idea for that person to be doing that. But we all probably find ourselves in that situation periodically. We start something, especially in the holidays. Candy is everywhere. So let's have it. Let's eat it. Let's do this, right? Let's go grab some. It's only the holidays. Well, have you noticed that that certain, uh, certain candies have seasonal candies? We can get them all year round. We can use every excuse in the world to purchase them and to buy them and to eat them. Let's do it. Let's eat this and use every excuse you can. Let's be mindful. Let's be smart. So there's hope. There's a solution. And I want you to give you the solutions that I found to help transform my life and hopefully can help you become more aware of the issue that you're struggling with and transform your life. So let's do this. Let's get ready here. So the first thing first, recognizing the issue. That's number one, recognizing the issue. So you can't just sit here and say, I don't have a problem. Can't say that. We all have a problem, especially when it comes to a person who has binge eating as an issue or person who's a food addict. It's a problem. You can't just dismiss it. You can't just say it doesn't work, doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. There's a slight issue here. We have to recognize that and not be in denial. If you're in denial, then you're not going to see results and you're not going to recover from it. Denial doesn't get you anywhere. It's really access denied to anybody who tries to tell you or encourage you, man. I've noticed this. There's a problem. No, there's not. No, there's not. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And you deny them the access, like, uh, get out of my life. Don't speak into my life. Nope. 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 I'm fine. Or if you see yourself in a mirror and you look at yourself and you take a hard glance at yourself and you say, What happened to me? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Never mind. I'm okay. I'm okay. Just one more. Just one more time. You can't be in denial. You have to recognize the issue, recognize what is happening, recognize where you're at, recognize you're at mentally and physically. And you can look at that and say, this is where I'm at. But you don't stay there. That's the difference. Don't kick yourself while you're down. You help pick yourself up. So reach your hand out to yourself and say, let's get up. Let's do this. Let me move forward. Let me overcome this. This is going to be Okay. So recognize the issue. That's the first thing that you have to do. And that's what I had to do. I had to recognize that's where I'm at. Yeah, Justin's addicted to this food. Yeah, Justin's having a problem here. I'm not going to deny it. At first I did, but I recognized I wasn't getting anywhere denying things. I had to overcome it. I had to face it. Giants are hard to face. They really are. But you can do it. I know you can. You can recognize you're going through an issue, you're struggling, and you can overcome this. So recognize the issue. Number two, second thing that could help you is professional help, professional assistance. I've talked to people, professionals, dietitians, counselors, people, coaches, people who could help me and who are professionals in this area, who can share with me, you're having an issue here, man, I can help you through it. This is what you should do. This is what you could do. Go to a counselor, talk to them about the issues. Man, I go to food and they can help identify, like, why do you go to that food? Why is food that crutch? Why do you have to keep doing this? Why do you keep eating that? What's the purpose of this? What goes on in your mind as you're going to the refrigerator? What goes on in your mind when you go to the cupboard? They help you recognize those 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 thoughts and that motivation to overeat or to binge. So professional help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually really smart. Drop the pride and just say, I need to get some professional help. That means coaching. That means a professional counselor. Only you can decide that. The third one would be new hobbies. New hobbies. Find new methods or new ways to distract your mind. Now, I picked up some new hobbies along the way some healthier hobbies, not so healthier hobbies as I was trying to overcome food addiction. So instead of going and eating a bunch of food, I would go for walks. Now you're like, that makes no sense. But I really had goals. I wanted to change. I wanted to be different. I had friends in my life to hold me accountable to it. And I did it. I just went for a couple walks here and there throughout the day. I had the time to do it. So I did it. Sometimes it meant going to drink some water instead. Sometimes that meant going to the computer and, 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 blogging. I blogged for a while. Uh, I mean, video games were another thing and that got a little out of hand as I started playing those too much instead of going outside and exercising as a kid. Um, but yeah, I ordered up my computer, got to be an addiction, uh, just being online and doing that stuff back in the day. MySpace, holler at MySpace back in the day. I uh, had an issues with that as I was on my road to recovery. But yeah, you can find new hobbies, new things to do uh, and go to the gym. That's another one. Or go shopping if you have the extra money. Go hang out with some friends. Uh, You can pursue a sport, pursue something out as a club with uh, maybe it's a type of coffee club. I don't know. Whatever you do with your friends. Um, But just do something. Develop a new hobby to assist you to get your mind off of the food and mind off of the junk and mind off what you want to do. And put it somewhere else. And once you start doing that, that becomes a new habit. That becomes something new for you to do. So that becomes the second nature thing, and the food doesn't anymore. Now, does that mean you're going to not struggle? No, you're still going to have thoughts. You're still going to have moments. But the, the truth is, you replace those things with new hobbies, and it becomes easier to deny yourself those struggles. Another thing I found was prayer and the word of God. That's another. Uh, part of this journey of mine that when I was tempted to overeat or overindulge, I would go and talk to God. I would, I would ask him to deliver me from temptation. I would set my focus on him and who he is and how much he loves me and start praising and worshiping him, start praying, just whatever, praying for other people, praying that he would, he would sustain me, give me whatever I needed in that moment. Uh, I called friends and had them pray with me. <laughs> um, and I would even recite his word and read his word and have him speak to me through that. And I would spend time with him, which when you do that for a little bit, it takes away that craving of anything else because he becomes enough. He becomes what you need in that moment. And your mind shifts from me, me, me to God, you're bigger, you're better, and you can help me through this. I've had many moments of that. Put on the worship music, started listening to worship music, started singing along to that. What happened? That temptation Went right away. Comes back later, knocks on your door, it goes right away when you put your focus back on the Lord. And then sometimes the devil wants to come in and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take you down that road and remind you, hey, remember that donut? Remember that piece of cake that, that still is there in the over there in the corner? Yeah. You know, the one you ate most of already. Why not one more? Why not one more? And so we we allow the devil to instigate us, to tempt us, and then our job is to submit to God and resist the devil, and he flees from us. So we have to draw close to him during that time of temptation. And the Bible says that he is faithful to provide us a way out of those temptations so we can stand up underneath it. That's good news. So there's always a way out. We just have to make sure we're pursuing that way out and not settling for it's too hard. It's too hard to find a way out. God's always present. He's always waiting to hear from you. He loves you and cares about you and sees you in every moment anyway. So why don't we go to him? Why don't we talk to him? Why don't we ask him for deliverance on that and shift our focus on him instead of other things? Another one would be attempt to eat a better diet, a more balanced type of diet. Sometimes we're just not eating enough food. Now, if you've been a crash dieter your whole life and always pursued those fad diets, that could be an issue why you're overeating. That could be an issue why you're not, maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you don't have a particular food group in your diet that you just miss so much. So instead, you're going to go eat everything you can. So say you cut out all the carbohydrates in your diet, like breads, like fruits, like potatoes and, and grains. Say you do that. Say you go and, and you have a diet where you eat nothing but meat and cheese and, and greens and, and a few vegetables. And that's hard for some people. Now, I've done that for a little bit. I liked it. It worked for me. I love meat. That's why. So it's easy for me. Now, I did miss treats once in a while. This is later on in life. I can't imagine doing this as a kid and having to struggle as a food addict. I would probably miss pieces of bread. I probably miss pasta. I'd probably miss cereal. I would probably miss the bananas and the apples. So maybe you're in a part of your life where the diet or the approach of food that you're taking right now, your, your meal planning, whatever it is that you're doing might not be good enough for you. You might be missing certain foods, You might be missing certain food groups, and maybe it's time for you to shift that and say, I'm going to start eating this way, maybe whole foods in moderation, which could switch it up for you and say, you're not depriving yourself anymore. So if you're not depriving yourself anymore, maybe that means you won't overeat. Maybe it means you won't binge on these things. Maybe it means you just allow yourself two or three treats a week and that's it. I'm not talking a whole bunch of that. Talking a few things, (laughs) treats don't include a whole cake, but treats include a piece of cake. Treats include maybe two or three cookies, not a dozen cookies. So if you can get get yourself to that place, it might actually help you mentally to not overeat and not overdo it. I want you to understand something. You're not going to overcome this thing in a snap. You can't. You're not going to be able to. This didn't develop overnight. A food addiction doesn't develop overnight. Binge eating doesn't develop overnight. What's it do? It develops over a season of bad choices, mindless choices. So maybe you've got to give yourself some grace. It requires patience and grace and mercy on yourself and patience, all that stuff with yourself to get to a better place so you can successfully overcome food addiction and binge eating. You're worth so much more than that small satisfaction, a brief satisfaction a food can give you honestly man if I could go back and tell myself that as a kid I would and I would I'd spare myself a lot of pain I know I would so here's some secrets for you you might be the person right now thinking that's good advice Justin but do you have any practical advice I can apply right now maybe if I'm hungry right now uh, if, if you're having the thoughts of binging and eating food you don't want to eat or you shouldn't eat probably all want to eat it but we shouldn't eat it right What do we do in those situations? What do you do, Justin, to move beyond the temptation of binge eating or eating more than you have to? You're not even hungry, dude. Why are you going to that food? Like, how do you overcome that? Well, there's a couple things you can do to help you overcome those temptations. Again, I would pray that's a huge part of my life, but the other things that you could probably do that would impact you, not say probably things that you could do that would help you. Uh, this is not, not a one-size-fits-all. This is something that I just found that worked for me. So first thing first, water. Go to water. Start chugging down uh, 12, 16, 20 ounces of water. And let it rest for about five minutes. You don't have to set a timer. But just know you're taking five minutes. And what happens there? You allow your body, you allow your stomach to to settle that. And then maybe... That could take away that craving of eating food you shouldn't want. You, you shouldn't be eating anyway. That's one thing you could do. Drink water. I would do that. I would drink. I would I would just start guzzling down water to help me through. And then the second one I would do is I would go to carbonated water. And carbonation actually gives you that. So the carbonation in the water actually expands your stomach as as you swallow it, as you drink it. And that carbonation can expand your stomach and help you have a satisfaction slash fuller feeling in your stomach, which creates less hunger pain in your stomach. And so there you have something now that maybe you don't need to go eat something now because you already you just ate two hours ago anyway. So let's have this drink and let's chug it down. If you can. Some people can't do that. and That's OK. But if you have one or two cans of that, that actually holds me over for probably a couple more hours afterwards. It's actually a good little secret that I use. How about this one? Saying no and allowing the hunger to pass. A lot of us have a struggle with that one. When we start, when we suddenly get a hunger pain, we're like, oh no, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Oh my goodness, oh, I can't think of anything else. La, 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 la. You start plugging ears, la, 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 la. You know, you, you try to drown it out. It's okay to feel hungry once in a while. I just want you to know that. It's okay to feel hungry once in a while. There are people in America, in other countries, struggle with hunger every single day. They really do. They don't have the luxury of going to a refrigerator or a cupboard when they're hungry. They don't have the luxury of going out to eat, paying $70, $80 for a meal, and gorging ourselves when foods we don't really need. I'm not trying to make you feel bad, because we all do that periodically. And it's not wrong to go out to eat and spend some money. It's not wrong to to enjoy yourself with nice tasting yummy foods. But when food becomes an idol and it's all we can think about, as soon as we get hungry, we, we use it as an excuse to go eat something, like right away, knowing in five minutes that hunger pain is probably going to be gone. Maybe we should reconsider. Maybe we should think, let it pass. I've had many moments of this. I've had many moments where I was, my stomach, I was just ate maybe ate like two or three hours before this and my stomach started going, you know, just I knew it was just one of those pains. Like it wasn't like starving pain. It was just like, Stomach pain. Oh no. Stomach pain. Oh, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And then five minutes later, I know it's going to pass. So maybe that's what you need to do. Just take some, have some self-control and let it pass. It's okay to feel hungry once in a while. Nobody likes to feel hungry, but you're the one that has control over the flesh. The flesh does not tell you what to do and it submits to you and what you have to say. So don't let your hunger control you. You control your hunger. Another thing I've noticed that worked for me is I make a protein shake periodically. And what I do is I have that available to me and I sip on it between my meals. So if I eat every four hours, I'm going to sip on that protein shake, not chug it, but sip on it throughout the day because the protein gives a satisfying effect to you. It helps control blood sugar levels and it just feels satisfying. So take a protein shake. Uh, I would recommend a low sugar protein shake uh, and then something that's going to hold you over, something that tastes good. I would suggest nothing that has artificial ingredients or sweeteners in it, but whey protein is a good one to me. If you can stomach pea protein, if you're uh, doing more of a plant-based lifestyle, go for it. Pea protein is a good source as well. I just don't like the flavor of that stuff. <laughs> so anyway, those are my secrets for you. Those are the things I recommend to you. And I'm here just to give you that advice. Uh, you're not alone. You can do this. I know you can. And sometimes just take somebody to speak into your life and say, hey, this is going on. If you have this issue, there's help for you. You don't have to stay there anymore. So here I am just giving you that information. If you're stuck, if you're binging, if you're in a food addiction frenzy right now in your life, there's hope for you and you can overcome that. I give you those principles to follow and I totally encourage you to go back, listen to this podcast to help you out with that. I just want you guys to know that there is hope that, you know, sometimes we sit here and and we might hear this and we're just like, man, I'm, I'm struggling right now. (sighs) And I wish that I could, uh, wish I can get past this. And I'm just here to tell you that you can, I don't not here to, to share, uh, you know, all this information just to make you feel like you can't succeed. This is just to point out that there are issues but we can overcome those issues. Thank you guys so much for checking this out today. There is hope for those who struggle with food addiction and binge eating. I'm your guy to help you through that. Man, I was that guy and, and that made me balloon up 799 pounds. But I found a solution. And I found hope. And I found answers to what works. Proof is here. Here I am, sitting in front of you, healed from this whole thing. never. Am I the guy who I used to be? In fact, I'll walk into a store and I'll look for food if I'm, if I'm tempted. I'll look around and all of a sudden I start thinking, I don't need this. What's this going to do to me? It's not good for me. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need. And I start thinking that stuff and I'm finally in a place where I'm set free. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll have some some treats periodically, but I don't need to keep going back and eating more and more and more of them. I'm done with that way of life. I'm set free from that. I'm encouraging you to pursue the suggestions that I gave you. So you too can be set free and find results. We're no longer slaves to food, to our flesh, to addiction. We have a faith, confidence in who God is, what Jesus did for us. And we have steps that we can take to overcome addiction. So happy you joined me today. I'm excited to see your future, your progress, and what happens when you apply these principles to your life. Get ready, buckle up, because you're about to be set free. Thank you so much for joining me today on 600 Pounds Down, and we're out.